Good evening and welcome to the Rust Belt Punishment Show right here on White Pride Radio. I am your host, Paul Brown, and I am broadcasting from the Fiery Cross on a hillside somewhere in the Rust Belt region of America. Here on the Rust Belt Punishment Show, I begin with a pro-white commentary piece and follow up with some mainstream media news articles and give you my honest opinion on each one. Let's begin the show with this evening's commentary piece. We have to chase a million honey and no remorse and no more victory. Good evening and welcome to the Rust Belt Clansman Show right here on White Pride Radio. I am your host. Paul Brown, and today is Thursday, April 13th, 2023, and it is 7 p.m. here in the Rust Belt. This evening's commentary is titled, National Public Radio is Racist. Now let's tear up the race card. So they are calling the Tennessee Republicans racist because they expelled from the state legislature two Democrats that led a bullhorn-armed insurrection. Of course they are, because both Representative Justin Jones and Representative Justin Pearson are black. It's just like the Redeemers after the Civil War, writes Jamar Tisby. Here's my advice to the Tennessee Republicans. Don't whiff on this. Don't apologize. You must say something like, of course it was racist. Anytime you make a black person in America accountable for their actions, experts agree that's racist. But we believe in democracy, not race. Really, it's about 50 years too late to start the pushback on the race card. But we might as well start now rather than later. Of course, it ain't going to be easy. Anything that goes against today's ruling class narrative, whether on race or transgender, is attacked as racist or transphobic. Even if a transgender murders a few kids for breakfast, it's transphobic. When a ruling class flunky hurls a word like racist or sexist or homophobic, he is using a pejorative. And do you know what a pejorative means? It comes from the Latin prejurare, which means making things worse. I say that just about everything our liberal friends have done in the last century has made things worse. When it comes to fighting ruling class pejoratives, I do my bit for the cause. There's a house on the funkiest street in my neighborhood that sports a couple of hand-painted Black Lives Matter signs. Last year, when there was a neighborhood yard sale, I commented to one of the residents, That sign's racist, I said. No, it isn't, she said. It's anti-racist. 
But Hegel says that racism and anti-racism are the same, only opposite, I replied. Who's Hegel, she asked. Bless her heart. I think that any time your liberal friend mentions a piece they heard on NPR, you should comment, but NPR is racist. Same for any regime media, any time your liberal friend mentions it. But how can you say that, she'll whine? No problem. It takes one to know one. Yes, part of the game is owning up to being a racist and not being afraid. Be not afraid. I was once accused of being a racist at dinner in a restaurant by a black son of a black college professor. I said nothing. What a coward. Next time I will say, You, sir, the privileged son of a college professor, at long last, you have left no sense of decency. That's the famous quote from Joseph N. Welsh, repurposed for modern use. Well, why not? The thing is, we can't expect politicians to lead on this. Even Donald Trump, notorious for his careless rhetoric, is pretty careful when tweeting on the race front. No, it's up to us, racist, sexic, homophobes, that we are. And I think that now is a good time to do it, mainly because of women. You see, I think that the ruling class has advanced a bridge too far with the transgender thing because it violates rule one of human, humans as social animals. What is rule one? Rule one is women expect to be protected. And the whole effect of the transgender madness is that it makes women feel that they are not protected. Not protected in the bath and not protected in the women's sports. And let me tell you, being safe from men in the women's bathroom is a really big deal for women of my acquaintance. The other thing that's coming up is the recession. Oh yes. We don't know yet if it's on. That's the thing about recessions. They are also obvious when viewed in the rearview mirror. Anyone can tell that greedy bankers did it just by looking in the rearview mirror, and that leads to rule two. Rule two. When the economy is caught in a recession at election time, voters decide it's time for a change. I think that next year there is a good chance that both Rule 1 and Rule 2 will apply. And that means that it will be a good time for benighted Americans to tell our anointed betters, you can take that race card and put it where the sun don't shine. It won't be the politicians saying it. That's okay. The job of politicians is to follow the opinion polls, leading national opinion. That's the job of the deplorables and bitter clingers and the benighted. And suburban women will be voting Republican because transgenders and bathrooms 
And because grooming kids with drag shows and other work, rule one. And everything else will be voting Republican because the economy is in the tank. In other words, rule two. Of course, it may be that Democrats will put Donald Trump in the clink and replace the entire 2024 U.S. Women's Olympic team with transgenders. But at least we will have torn up our rollers' race cards. An awesome God he is. Do you attend church? If you don't, you should. But be careful what church you attend, though. Many churches today preach that homosexuality and miscegenation are okay. Are they really? Not according to the Bible, they're not. If you want to hear God's true commands to his chosen people, then listen to the services from the Christian Revival Center in Harrison, Arkansas. Don't live near Harrison? You can still hear them on the Christian Revival Center YouTube channel. Search the Christian Revival Center in Harrison, Arkansas, and it should be right at the top of the list. Tap follow, and you'll be alerted every week when the new sermon is posted. What could be better than hearing God's true words right from the comfort of your own living room? Invite Pastor Rob and his family into your home every week. Come on down. The price is always right at the American Heritage Store. We've got all your pro-white needs at reasonable prices. Tell them what we got, Bob. Okay. We've got belt buckles, hats, pins, flags, t-shirts, sweatshirts, and items too many to mention here. Go to www.kkknationaloffice.com and tap on the American Heritage Store banner and see for yourself. No mask required here. Okay, uh, welcome back, everyone. Thank you for sticking around there uh, through a couple uh, of ads. Uh, this, this Thursday evening's uh, news, it's just a mixed bag of things uh, that I saw. Probably uh, one of the biggest things uh, is uh, Bud Light, uh, Anheuser-Busch. Uh, you know, uh, Budweiser was once hailed king of the beers, and uh, now it's king of the queers. Uh, well, yeah, I'm, I'm a poet and don't know it. Uh, uh, beers and queers. As I'm sure you guys know, Bud Light uh, took the side of and now advertising and supporting this uh, Dylan Mulvaney, this uh, uh horrible looking uh, homosexual man that dresses as a woman 
uh, smack on the uh, uh, front of a beer can, Bud Light cans. Um, I saw the picture of one, and you, I don't know how you can stomach to drink the beer, really. Uh, so let's let's get into this. Uh, a Bud Light VP stresses need to get beer brand in decline away from out of touch frat boy image to one of inclusivity. Uh, here, uh, this uh, VP, and this is a uh, woman, or uh, it could be a man dressed as a woman. Um, says the beer brand was in decline, so they decide they're going to cater to queers. Uh, I've said this many times, uh, you know, only the government and the mainstream media puff up uh, this homosexual agenda uh, in America. It is a minute percentage of people in America that uh, identify as homosexual. And uh, why these places want to target them uh, for sales is beyond me. Uh, you know, uh, now here, uh, this VP says she wants to get Budweiser out of the uh, frat boy image. Uh, I remember uh, years ago, uh, now uh, the last years that I drank, Coors Light was my beer, but uh, years ago, uh, back in the uh, late 80s, early 90s, I liked Bud Light. Uh, that was back when uh, Bud Light had Spuds McKenzie, uh, the dog. How many people remember that? Um, uh, but it, it was a working man's uh, beer, uh, so to say. Uh, you know, uh, it was very popular with... Uh, blue-collar workers, uh, Bud Light. And now this uh, VP decides, uh, and you know, the frat boy image, so apparently they sold to, uh, uh, a lot of colleges, uh, uh, fraternities bought Bud Light. And, you know, uh, why would that be such a bad thing? Now, uh, I will say this. I don't think uh, it is right for uh, children, young adults, to go to college on mom and dad's dime just to uh, party. Uh, I don't agree with that. But, you know, uh, here they were selling a little bit in decline, I guess, uh, not with their sales. So this is what they do. Um, change beers for queers. The article here, shortly before Bud Light was besieged by the Dylan Mulvaney controversy, the beer company's vice president stressed the need to get away, away from the out-of-touch frat boy image to one of inclusivity. Now, you would think that this uh, VP, unless uh, she runs around with her head up her ass, would see what's happening to uh, corporations here in America uh, that decide to uh, go along with this homosexual agenda. Um Coke, many of them. I, I bring up Coke because uh, that had to be the uh, sorriest uh, company. Uh, they had white inclusive uh, training for the employees to teach them to be less white. Well, when the sales bottomed out of Coke, what 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 does the uh, the next thing Coke does is come out and actually uh, kiss people's behinds to start drinking Coke again. And I, I think I just brought this up in Tuesday. So listen, you know, in their hearts, 
what they're all about, just like here, Bud Light. You know what's in their hearts. If they would turn around and uh, backpedal, you know what's in their hearts. This is what they want to do. They want to cater to homosexuals. Now, I don't know about you, uh, but as a man, I no longer drink, but if I still did, uh, I know I wouldn't go into a bar and order uh, not just Bud Light. Um, Anheuser-Busch has Budweiser. Uh, I think I mentioned this, too, on Tuesday's show. Um, Michelob. Uh, and, of course, uh, Bud Light here. But I wouldn't even order a Budweiser or a uh, uh, Michelob even if they didn't have a picture of a homosexual on it, because it's all owned by Anheuser-Busch. You know, it, it wasn't just uh, somebody uh, that owns Bud Light, somebody that owns Budweiser, somebody that owns Michelob. They are all owned by Anheuser-Busch. So, you know, uh, the decision to put a homosexual man in a dress on Bud Light, that come from Anheuser-Busch. Uh, oh, and Bush is another beer uh, that uh, Anheuser-Busch uh, makes, uh, it, it, Bush. So I wouldn't order uh, any of those at a bar. I wouldn't order a case. I wouldn't get a keg. Uh, you know, uh, uh, this is the way we're going to make change here in America. These corporations that do this stop buying their products. Uh, if you're a Budweiser drinker, uh, you know, just like I say with pro sports, if you're a Budweiser drinker and you can't stop drinking Budweiser and switch to something else, you're weak. You're very weak. And uh, our movement doesn't need weak people. Uh, I mean, come on. Uh, uh, is the flavor of Budweiser worth knowing that you are drinking a, a beer uh, uh, that promotes homosexuality? Come on. Uh, it, like, this is how we'll make change. Quit buying these corporations that go queer. Quit buying their products. If they come out and backpedal, oh, no, uh, uh, we're sorry. Uh, we didn't mean to do that. Uh, we didn't mean to turn our back on uh, working class America. To hell with them. Still, don't buy it. Everybody needs to band together with these companies, just like Anheuser-Busch. Run these bastards into the ground. Sink them. Sink their battleship. And guess what? Corporations will uh, quit doing it when they see that white America is going to stand against this homosexual agenda. Then they will quit promoting it, and only then. But yeah, you know how that goes. Uh, and I don't know why. But trying to band together uh, white people to stand up for themselves, uh, it's like pulling teeth. It's like pulling teeth. Um, I, you know, that is a white trait, compassion. But within the white race, they push their compassion outward instead of inward towards our people. Uh, for instance... You know, if a white person, say they're sitting on the couch and uh, say an ad comes on to uh, uh, support veterans, American veterans. Nah, you know, they'll, they'll just ignore that and say, well, oh, I would do that if I had the money. 
And then they come on and uh, I show this little uh, pygmy freak uh, with the pot belly and, you know, his ribs sticking out, uh, loose teeth, if teeth at all. You know, the alien-looking little pygmy kid uh, that they say is starving. You know, that white people will reach into their wallets and their purses uh, to save this white, uh, black pygmy child instead of helping their own white race. Uh, that is a fault. Uh, compassion is good, but white people need to turn that compassion towards us, towards our race. Uh, do you think there's another, uh, take blacks for instance. Uh, black people can band together because they are for their own race. Now, they do kill each other, uh, more black-on-black -black crime, but that's the nature of the beast, so to say. But they will stand together for the race where white people, uh, well, we saw that with the uh, riots uh, the summer of 2020. There were many white people standing there with a fist in the air uh, supporting Black Lives Matter. Uh, and people that still, white people that still support Black Lives Matter because uh, their compassion, you know, it's not our fault black people uh, can't get with the program. It's not our fault they can't follow uh, uh, orders from law enforcement people. It's not white people's fault that uh, their average IQ within their race is 70, borderline retarded. That's not our fault. That's not our problem to try to fix either. We have our own problems within the white race. For God's sake, look at America. This is our white Christian country. Turn your compassion towards your people. You're not going to educate black people, plain and simple, not above a certain level. So why would you waste your time? Uh, uh, the United States has tried to help so many uh, third world countries. Uh, you know, it, we can't even send a third world deplorable uh, country seeds to plant food to feed themselves because they're too stupid to plant the seeds and water it. Is that our fault? Of course not. Of course not. Uh, you know, and it's scary because it seems like uh, within the, the white race, I'm not saying everybody, but I know my listeners. Uh, you know, are like-minded to me. But I talk to uh, many different people, and uh, uh, I see the, the uh, compassion that they turn towards others, you know, because they're retarded, because they're hungry, uh, because they, uh, you know, live in the ghetto. Who made the ghetto? White people didn't. Why should we care what for non-white races, what for black people live in the ghetto? That's not our problem. That's not our problem at all. We don't oppress them. They oppress themselves. Now, I got way off of this uh, uh, article here, but this is just what I mean about white people, uh, for some reason, can't band together and stand up for their race. Uh, uh, even white Christian people can't stand together against homosexuality uh, happening in, in our country. And it's sad. Uh, it's very sad.
and here. This is why, uh, you know, Bud Light probably figured uh, uh, this would go over well. They probably thought this would bring in a lot of money. The next article, uh, we're going to see different. Every I don't know one com uh, company uh, that went the way of the Black Lives Matter or uh, 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 stuck their foot into faggotry. Uh, I don't know any of them that did better. None. Not at all. And uh, uh, back to this article here. Uh, Elisa Gordon Heinerscheid, hmm, the self-proclaimed first female to lead the largest beer brand in history, shared her disdain for Bud Light's previous frat boy image during a recent podcast. Heiner's Sheed described Bud Light as a brand in decline for a really long time during the March 23rd episode of the Make Yourself at Home podcast. Speaking of Bud Light, which is the most popular beer brand in the USA as of 2019 report, Heiner Scheid claimed, and if we do not attract young drinkers to come and drink this brand, there will be no future for Bud Light. Now listen, if you are the most popular brand uh, in America, and I can actually believe that. I, I do believe that they uh, probably uh, are the most popular. What are you trying to beat? If you're on top, what are you trying to beat? What are you reaching for when you're already on top? When you're already successful and you're on the top and you can't go no higher, all the other beer brands are below you. Where do you expect to go? Uh, and uh, here they're talking about uh, they want to target young people. Aren't frat boys young people? Uh, how young are they talking about? Is this uh, uh, VP talking children? Because that's who the uh, homosexuals target, is kids. Is she saying she wants to target kids to drink Bud Light? Is, is she saying that maybe these homosexuals should get kids drunk to persuade them? Yes, that's sick. I know that's sick. That's sick to even say. But you know what? If you would have said uh, uh, one day men could marry men, if you would have said that one day, uh, I'm talking just a, a, a few short years ago, that a man could put a dress on and go to a library with his balls hanging out, reading to young children, you would have said, that's sick. How could you come up with something that's sick? That'll never happen. <laughs> Guess what? Here it is. Here it is. Uh, Heinerscheid stressed the need to evolve and evaluate the Bud Light brand. Evolve it to what? Oh, elevate. Revolve and elevate. Elevate it to what? If you have something like the Budweiser brand, and like I said, I do believe uh, it is probably uh, the most famous beer, uh, people, uh, probably the most drank beer, uh, or drunk, however you say that, uh, in America. What else are you trying to achieve? Corporate greed? We know corporations are greedy, but I kind of think 
in a way, this is uh, more sinister of a tone that this VP is talking about. Evolve. Uh, you know, this is like these uh, homosexuals. Uh, they think they can evolve into a sex that they are not. So when this uh, VP uses words like evolve, uh, elevate, targeting young people, and I question how young, uh, because he said they, uh, to get rid of the frat boy uh, image, aren't frat boys young? So she must be talking about younger than college kids. Is she talking high school children? Is she talking grade school children? Is she talking even kindergarten children? Is this an excuse to, uh, and you know, this is sad, but I'll bet you this is happening in America right now. Uh, well, the, the few people, uh, the minute amount of people that thinks this is great what Bud Light did, but maybe this will be the uh, beer of queers. And it just sounds to me like this VP is saying, hey, here's Bud Light entice kids with Bud Light before you try to turn them on to homosexuality. It's sick, but this is exactly what it sounds like. Uh, what does evolve and elevate mean? It means inclusivity. Heinscheid declared. Heinerscheid declared. It means shifting the tone. Oh, the tone of what? Shifting the tone towards what? It means having a campaign that's truly inclusive and feels better and brighter and different and appeals to women and to men. And representation is sort of the heart of re uh, revolution. Now, you know, <clears throat> I spent some time in bar rooms and I saw women drinking Budweiser. I saw men drinking Budweiser. So why is why is this VP saying to appeal to women and to men? I didn't know that Budweiser uh, appealed to uh, either more. I didn't know Budweiser leaned one way or the other. Uh, this is uh, partial blowing smoke up our asses and partial sinister well, the whole thing's sinister. But, you know, uh, this, this VP wouldn't, let's face it, this VP wouldn't come out and say, okay, uh, uh, we're promoting uh, uh, Bud Light uh, so homosexuals can get little kids drunk and uh, convert them. She ain't going to come out and say that. This is the impression I'm getting uh, because uh, all the other smoke screen here uh, is sort of the heart of a revolution. He says, a revolution towards what? Pedophilia? It's, it's what it sounds like to me. Uh, you've got to see people who reflect you in the work. Uh, Bud Light's vice president of marketing continued. Heiner Shield expressed her disgust for the previous marketing campaigns of Bud Light. Disgust? Are you serious? I remember the Super Bowl uh, always had the uh, 
famous Budweiser commercial. And they would have the uh, Clydesdale uh, uh, horses there. And I actually knew uh, uh, Bob Decker. Uh, his, his, they used his Clydesdales for many, many years. Uh, and I knew Bob. Now, that's disgusting. Really? She, uh, this is the typical, what was wrong is now right. And what was right is now wrong. Uh, she said, and we had this hangover. I mean, Bud Light, a brand of fratty, kind of out-of-touch humor. And it was really important that we had another approach, she proclaimed. I didn't notice that Budweiser was a fratty, uh, out-of-touch humor. Are you serious? How many of you went to the beer store, went into a bar and ordered a Budweiser and thought it was funny? You looked at the bottle and you thought it was funny. Or you looked at the bottle and you thought it was out of touch. It sure as hell is now. Uh, I wonder how many people, uh, men and women, that, that haven't heard what Budweiser did and go into a bar and they order a Bud Light and they get this can with this uh, vile uh, homosexual man uh, dressed as a woman. I wonder if they'll notice, if they'll pay any attention, you know, just drink their beer and order another one. Or if they'll pick up their can, you know, and look at it and like, oh, what's this all about? Craziness. Uh, Forms penned a profile of Heiner Shields in February in which he admits that female representation is a focal point for her. Well, what does females have to do with disgusting, dirty, vile homosexuals? How is that attracting females? Is this woman mentally ill that she thinks uh, that a man puts on a dress and that is a woman? Does she have no self-respect for her own womanhood? Like I said, if she is a real female. It's kind of starting to sound like, uh, no. Uh, Heiner Shield says Bud Light as a brand has been everything to everyone, and as a result, we've not been mindful about where it shows up. As a mother, Heinfield says, one strategic priority was to make sure that women were represented. Female representation is a personal passion point of mine. She says. Now, if this is a, a real biological female, this vice president, if she wanted to represent women, why wouldn't they put that on the can, showing these real women standing against these homosexual men in a dress being called women? Why wouldn't that be on a, uh, a beer can? Like I said before, birds of a feather flock together. This VP cannot be homo-friendly and not be homo. Let's face it. And then talking about lifting women up? 
There ain't a woman. There ain't a woman on the can. It's a queer. It's a homosexual man in a dress. How is that lifting up women? Is this vice president so stupid that she doesn't know what sex she is? Is she tipping the till? Maybe as she goes through the uh, uh, plant where they make the beer, uh, is she stopping for one too many samples? Uh, she said, I have a friend, Elisa Heinerscheld, who works in marketing at Anheuser-Busch. I don't know who said this. Oh, Hydra Shield is mentioned prominently in a 2021 New York New Yorker article titled The Rise of the COVID Midlife Crisis. Okay, now this person said about this uh, Heiner Shield. I have a friend, Elisa Heiner Shield, who works in marketing at Anheuser-Busch. This has always been slightly hilarious because Alicia is one of the last people I picture when I think beer. She's a former teen harpist in college. She was known for planning her schedule in 20-minute increments, not shotgunning cold ones. And yet she has excelled managing brands like Natty, Natty Daddy, Rolling Rock, and King Cobra, perhaps because she has never been overly attached. Uh, crazy. See, this woman doesn't even have any... Uh, now, I'm not saying you'd have to be a drinker to work at a, uh, a beer plant. Uh, I'm not saying that at all. But you would think that uh, somebody in uh, marketing would, uh, you know, have a beer now and then uh, to know how to um, promote it, how to advertise it, uh, be in the bar room and see. Well, now, here, I'll see what these people are, are saying, or I'll ask some questions uh, about Budweiser and Bud Light and see what I can come up with for uh, an advertising tactic. No, this uh, so-called... Uh, prominent woman by the New Yorker uh, comes up and decides that, uh, you know, uh, let, let's just put a homosexual man on the can just as a woman, and we'll say uh, we're targeting women. Uh, Bud Light has been radio silent on its various social media platforms since the controversy surrounding the promotional partnership with transgender influencer Dylan Mulvaney. Isn't that a, that's a good name for these uh, uh, homosexuals? Transgender influencer, because they influence children. They groom children. Uh, Bud Light sent Mulvaney a beer can with Dylan's face on it to celebrate the influencer's 365 days of girlhood. Wow. Uh, there have been several high-profile boycotts of Bud Light since the transgender influencer promoted uh, the Anheuser-Busch beer. Uh, it, should, it needs boycotted, uh, just like I said. Quit buying it. You know, to eliminate the uh, uh, company's 
uh, supporting homosexuality, you have to get rid of the company. To get rid of the company, quit buying their products. It's pretty simple. Uh, uh, it's, it's not hard. Now we have... Uh, oh, there's actually another one. Uh, and we'll do this one first, and then I'll get to the other one. Uh, I get an article about Kid Rock, what Kid Rock says about uh, Budweiser. He said, uh, F Budweiser. He's come out and said some more uh, as well. Uh, this article comes from theoutsider.com. Headline is, Kid Rock sends another powerful message days after Bud Light boycott. Kid Rock is continuing to voice his opinions on transgender politics after his Bud Light boycott video went viral on social media. Earlier this week, the 52-year-old made headlines after filming his stance on Anheuser-Busch's decision to partner with trans influencer Dylan Mulvaney. Days later, he took to Instagram and shared a psalm that seemingly takes further aim at the company. I didn't know that... Uh, uh, Kid Rock was a religious man. Uh, maybe so. Um, uh, Kid Rock said, First we overlook evil. Then we permit evil. Then we legalize evil. Then we promote evil. Then we celebrate evil. Then we persecute those who don't call it evil. Read the posted picture. Uh, he said, that, woe unto them who call evil good and good evil. That is Isaiah 520, uh, he captioned. And, you know, isn't this what we're seeing today? And I say it many times on the show. What was once good is now evil. Well, I say uh, what was once right is now wrong. What was once wrong is now right. This is pretty much uh, the same thing as Kid Rock is saying here, quoting Isaiah 520. Woe unto them who call evil good and good evil. Um, and, you know, it is true, too, because uh, there is going to be a consequences for these homosexuals. Uh, they can't be that stupid to think there isn't. It, it, these people... Uh, these vile, evil, uh, disgusting people are going to pay the price when they meet their maker, no doubt about it. Uh, the article continues here, as expected, as expected, the comment section filled with thousands of polarized views on the subject. Uh, wow. Uh, someone said, wow, you just get better and better, one person wrote. Thank you. May God continue to bless you and protect you. Uh, another said, would Jesus support you shooting up beer cans because someone you don't agree with had a job opportunity? Asked another, man, oh man, am I glad I live in Canada. Now here, this Canadian queer, uh, he took offense to, and uh, uh, Kid Rock did this. I watched the video. Uh, he bought a bunch of uh, cases of Bud Light and then used them as target practice. 
Now, this queer in Canada, uh, he, he takes offense to that. Uh, he takes offense uh, to making a stand and showing what you think of the homo homosexual agenda. This tells me the guy in Canada is a queer. He may not say he's a queer, but if he supports queers, he's a queer. He's a queer. You can't support this stuff and not be a queer. It's impossible. Uh, Kid Rock shared the psalm five days later after his much-argued video hit Twitter. In it, the pop country singer stands in a field and tells the ca camera, Grandpa's feeling a little frisky today. Let me say something to all you and be as clear and concise as possible. He continues with a chuckle before picking up an automatic weapon and shooting four cases of the Bud Light. F. Bud Light, F. Anheuser-Busch, he adds. Have a good day. Uh, now, what was wrong with that? You know, these people think, these leftists, they think it's okay to go out there. Uh, Kid Rock was shooting uh, uh, at uh, uh, beer, beer cans. What do the leftists shoot at? What are, where, where is the leftist? Uh, I don't know how to say that. Uh, if a leftist doesn't like uh, like-minded people to myself, there's violence. Uh, there was no violence in what Kid Rock did. Uh, I think it was pretty ingenious. And I'll guarantee you what, he got his point across. I bet you many people that saw Kid Rock, uh, you know, that maybe he was on the fence about it, didn't want to say something because they were scared. Uh, maybe saw Kid Rock do this, and I uh, thought, yeah, he's right. Uh, Kid Rock is one of a handful of entertainers who took a stance on the issue, which started after Mulvaney posted a TikTok sharing that she is the new hashtag Bud Light partner after hitting 365 days of womanhood and shows off a can that dawned her face. Now, this isn't her. This is him. Uh, 365 days of womanhood. That would make you one year old. In reality, that would make you one year old because you have to be born a female uh, to even think about womanhood. So, you know, if this homosexual claims uh, he, 365 days of womanhood, he's one year old. Uh, the company has defended its choice to include Mulvaney, uh, its ad amp campaigns. In a statement to Fox News, a spokesperson explained that they work with hundreds of influencers and they all get similar treatment and swag. In a statement to Fox News, a rep also shared that they, that the can was a personal gift and that Mulvaney is one of the many influencers who are currently partnering with them. And all those influencers earn similar swag and fanfare. Promoting homosexuality. That's what uh, uh, Anheuser-Busch is saying. They're so proud of pushing homosexuality that, uh, you know, uh, uh, they're just tickled with themselves. Anheuser-Busch works with hundreds of influencers across their brands as one of many ways to authentically connect with audiences across various demographics and passion points. 
Of course. Here, just like I said, they're looking to authentic, authentically connect with a very minute percentage uh, of their drinkers when the biggest percent of Anheuser-Busch drinking people are against homosexuality. Uh, I often said this. I don't know where uh, corporations get their bright uh, ideas from, but uh, it's crazy. Uh, then he said, from time to time, we produce unique commemorative cans for fans and for brand influencers like Dylan Mulvaney, the statement said. I ought to email Bud Light and ask them if they would put uh, uh, advertise the uh, Rust Belt Klansman show uh, on a beer can. I wonder, I wonder if they would do that. Uh, I, I may just do that, uh, just to see how far that goes, or if they answer me uh uh, give that answer on the show. Okay, uh, give me one second here. You know, we're about 55 minutes into the show, and I'm still yakking about uh, Budweiser. Uh, I have one more article here, though. Uh, as soon as I get to the top of it. Uh, this article comes from uh, the Gateway Pundit. The headline to this is, Anheuser-Busch stock already dropping amid Dylan Mulvaney controversy. So their stock's already dropping. Uh, I wish I could show you this picture of this uh, vile, retarded-looking uh, Dylan Mulvaney, this man in a dress, lipstick and uh, necklaces, and, and actually wearing black gloves. Uh, you know, like uh, years ago, prominent uh, women, women of money, you know, they wore the white gloves. Uh, here's Tinkerbell uh, in his black gloves, uh, holding a can of blood. Like, uh, it's sick. I'm, you guys probably already seen the pictures uh, because this is pretty big. This is all over the Internet. And good, good. Their stocks are already dropping. They need to keep dropping, people. If you're drinking Budweiser or any Anheuser-Busch beer, stop drinking it. Stop drinking it. Anheuser-Busch needs to be put out of business in America. They're catering to people. This is a white Christian country. We don't need uh, homosexual supporting businesses in a Christian country. That clashes. That doesn't even make any sense. Uh, the article here, the backlash to Anheuser-Busch over a Bud Light promo featuring trans activist Dylan Mulvaney has been swift. Consumers are vowing not to buy their products. Merchandisers are panicked over sales. And now the company's stock is falling. This could be the worst marketing decision since new Coke. Uh-huh. See there? Uh, Coke. Uh, everybody knows what happened to Coke. Unfortunately, uh, uh, Coke is still uh, surviving. They may be on a ventilator, uh, but they're still surviving. We need to just, uh, you know, uh, bury Coke and forget about it. If you're drinking Coke, stop. 
Uh, Newsweek reports Anheuser-Busch stock drops amid Bud Light, Dylan Mulvaney controversy. Stock for Anheuser-Busch in Bev took a slight dip on Monday in the wake of continuing backlash over news that one of the brewing company brands has a partnership with transgender influencer and activist Dylan Mulvaney. Mulvaney, who uses she-they pronouns, posted on Instagram last week that Bud Light had sent her commemorative cans of beer that feature an image of her face to mark the one-year anniversary of her gender transition. Number one, you can't, there, there is no such thing as a gender transition. You are a homosexual male that wears a dress. That's all you are. You're not a female. You're not close to a female. You didn't transition to anything. Uh, following her announcement, right-wing musician Kid Rock posted a video on social media of himself shooting Bud Light cans. Now, uh, this just gets into... Um, Oh, okay, here's some uh, stats. Uh, it says here conservatives are not letting this go. On March 31st, Anheuser-Busch had a $132.38 billion market cap. As of today, it's now $128.4 billion. You know what that means. The woke Bud Light campaign has already shaved off nearly $4 billion in company value. Um, great, good to hear. Uh, it also says here, it says, take a look at this. Thousands of cases of Anheuser-Busch was steamrolled. Anheuser-Busch is going to regret this decision. They already are. They already, I'm positive of that. Uh, and good for them. Good for them. You want to support homosexuality? You don't belong in a Christian country. Now, let's see. Okay. I'll, this is uh, really, really uh, dis disturbing. I have two articles. Uh, that uh, This is the first one. This comes from uh, express.co.uk. The headline is, Dalai Lama kisses boy and asks him to suck my tongue in a creepy video that goes viral. Unfortunately, uh, now I didn't watch the uh, video, but the picture uh, showed this Dalai Lama with his tongue in this little boy's mouth. Get this, uh, the Dalai Lama has sparked outrage after kissing a young Indian boy on the lips and asking him to suck his tongue at an event last month. The footage has since gone viral and caused a stir in India, where the Dalai Lama lives in exile following the Chinese annexation of Tibet in 1951. The spiritual leader has since issued an apology for the incident, stating, his Holiness wishes to apologize to the boy and his family, claiming that he often teases people he meets 
in an innocent and playful way. How in the hell would you call that innocent and in a playful way to shove your tongue down a little boy's throat and ask him to suck on it? How in the hell does this sick bastard think that that's innocent and playful? The, uh, the leader of Tibetan Buddhism, Tenzin Gaitso, was at an event for India's M3 Foundation at his temple in Dharmashala, India. In the video, the boy approaches the Dalai Lama and asks, Can I hug you? The 87-year-old leader responds, Okay, come. The boy approaches the Dalai Lama, who motions uh, to his cheek and says, First here, before the boy gives him a hug and a kiss. The spiritual leader holds the boy's arms and says, <clears throat> Then I think here is fine also, and points to his mouth. He then grabs the boy's chin and kisses him on the mouth while the audience laughs. The Dalai Lama then tells the boy, Suck my tongue, before sticking his tongue out. Disgusting. Disgusting. And these sick bastards, they think this is fun and games. You know, they, they get caught doing these vile things. And then right away, uh, it was done as fu in fun. Are you serious? Does this stupid old bastard think that that's funny? And what in the hell for parents or people would be in the crowd laughing about this? Good God. Uh, the two press their heads together and the boy quickly sticks out his tongue before backing away while the Dalai Lama laughs and slaps him on the chest playfully. The boy attempts to move away, but the spiritual leader holds his hand to his cheek and pulls the boy in for another hug. He then gives the child spiritual advice saying, look to those good human beings who create peace, happiness, while telling him not to follow those human beings who always kill other people. This leaves me speechless. Uh, now, I have no idea. I guess it's Buddhism from what it said there. Uh, this Dalai Lama. But, oh. Now, before I say this, I don't follow Buddhism. My Lord and Savior is Jesus Christ. But now, if these Buddhists, if they follow this Dalai Lama, or I guess he, maybe he's like a pope uh, in Buddhism, I have no idea. But if these people follow somebody this sick and vile, what does that tell you about Buddhism? Uh, the clip has sparked backlash in India and some on social media branding it creepy or disgusting, while supporters of the Dalai Lama claim he was joking around, according to the latest report. Uh, joking around. How, how could you uh, possibly say that that's joking around? 
Seriously? Uh, I could say something what this compares to, uh, but this is uh, family-friendly radio, and I don't really know uh, how to uh, say this. But uh, this compares to someone... Okay, say a homosexual, uh, and say uh, a straight guy is walking through an alley, and uh, this homosexual guy comes up, and uh, what do they call that, fleecing, uh, would jokingly, uh, you'll take somebody's uh, trousers or shorts and uh, pull them down to their knees, but suppose... Uh, you're walking through this alley as a straight person. Uh, up behind you comes a homosexual. You, you know, you maybe not know, not know it's a homosexual, but uh, he fleeces you and he pulls your pants down to your knees and uh, or your ankles, and while they're at your ankles, just tips you over as uh, you fall on your stomach. Uh, suppose then that this uh, homosexual. Um, tries to engage in uh, homosexual sex and suppose the police are walking by and they see this uh, happening to you, this attack on uh, you in this alley, uh, and the police come back and this homosexual would look at the cops and tell them, I was only joking. I was only kidding. This is what this, uh, this, this, uh, Dalai Lama is. Yeah, caught any act and uh, says it was a joke. Now, this next article I have will bring maybe this uh, bring this into perspective about this Dalai Lama. This comes from also the Gateway Pundit. The headline is, Dalai Lama previously took selfie with Democrat mayor charged with possession of child pornography. Imagine that. I wonder if that was a joke. I wonder if the Dalai Lama took, the, uh, got a, took a selfie with a chat as a joke. Huh. Imagine that. Just put that, just put that whole picture uh, of this dirty old bastard telling this little boy to suck his tongue, right here that headline puts it uh, into perspective that you know where it come from. You know the intent. You know, like I said, and I say this a lot, birds of a feather. Uh, this article, the Dalai Lama made unwanted headlines this week after a disgusting video of the Th Tibetan spiritual leader surfaced on Twitter. In the video, the Dalai Lama was that a speaking event? Okay, this is just talking about uh, uh, his sexual attack on this little boy. Uh, okay, here's where it gets today. That was just going through uh, the article that I just read now uh, here. Uh, now a resurfaced photo could land the Dalai Lama in hot water because it shows him together with the disgraced former Democrat mayor of College Park, Maryland, Patrick 
Wojohn. Wojohn was charged in March for uh, with 40 counts of possessing child exploitative material and 16 counts of distribution of child exploitative material. The picture of Wojohn with the Dalai Lama stemmed from Wojohn's Twitter account. Wojohn took the selfie at the U.S. Conference of Mayors, uh, 84th annual meeting in, in Indianapolis back in 2016. So there you go. Birds of a feather. Uh, let's see, I will do one more article. Uh, we'll end it with this one. Uh, this one comes from Fox News. And the headline to this is, Felons are grooming kids to commit crime. And the law is on their side, Sheriff says. Felons are recruiting juveniles to commit crimes on their behalf taking advantage of the softer laws for young suspects, according to one California sheriff. A juvenile pretty much has to almost kill somebody to be placed in custody and remain in custody, Riverside County Sheriff Chad Bianco told Fox News. Otherwise, it's a revolving door there. They're in one door and out the other, and that emboldens them. It sure does, you know, uh, just like I said, uh, with these blacks getting away with murder. Adult blacks, it emboldens them. Now, you know, they already have a uh, an attitude uh, that they are better than white people, which, take a look at Africa, take a look where you come from, uh, you know, before... Uh, you would think before blacks would say something ignorant to white people or act like they are better than white people. Look at their history uh, back in the motherland. That's what you would still be doing if you wasn't here. Drinking out of mud puddles, living in a mud hut, in your loincloth, sharpening your stick to go out and kill dinner. That's where you'd be. Uh, my point is that we have this problem uh, not just with juveniles uh, here in America, but the black race in general. The black race in general. They get away with murder, and this has emboldened them. Look around. Uh, if you don't see it, you're blind. Uh, advocates for juvenile criminal justice reform argue incarceration stunts children's education, can deprive them of key social interaction, and put them at greater risk of trauma and mental health issues, according to the nonprofit Children's Defense Fund. The group supports alternatives to prison, like diversion treatment, uh, after-school programs, and family programs. Uh, Let's see. Now they want to say, because, because I'll tell you, this doesn't sound like they're talking about white children. It sounds like they're talking about black children, uh, uh, you know, other uh, non-white gang children. Now they want to say that incarceration stunts 
their education? What about the black kid that just beat the hell out of that white teacher because she took his uh, Nintendo Switch? He put her in the hospital. Uh, what about, I think I did that article Tuesday. If I didn't, I had it to do uh, and didn't do it. But it was this uh, a big, dumb, black oaf. Uh, the teacher took his cell phone and he turned around and sucker punched him. Is that called getting an education? These punk-ass thugs, they don't want an education. They, they don't even want to go to school. <clears throat> they probably only go to school to sell dope for mom and dad. Which uh, was where I was headed with this article. Uh, because this isn't anything new of uh, adult criminals having children as pawns because they will get a light sentences, uh, get light sentences. Uh, blacks have done this uh, uh, for many years, probably uh, since their uh, creation. You know, mom and dad will sit inside the crack house. Uh, they'll send out little Toby, you know, if they get a customer or a call. Uh, they'll give the dope to little Toby to run around the block in the alley to give to the uh, whoever's buying. Then the little Toby gets the money and he runs it back into mom and dad. If, you know, uh uh, stuff like that's a family affair uh, within the black race and within uh, non-white gangs. Uh, see, now this isn't new, and let's not say. Uh, uh, and, and how many articles have I done on this show about black juveniles committing these heinous crimes? Now you want to say now that uh, uh, that intrudes on their education. Uh, if they're incarcerated, seriously? You know, uh, now I'm not saying all, but your, your average black kid, if, if he tries to get a diploma, he spends 16 years in a 12-year education program and comes out with the uh, uh, educational uh, value of you know, a second or third grader. So what is this thug missing? If he's incarcerated for his crimes, nothing, nothing. You know, uh, before you say uh, that incarceration interferes with an education, let's talk about a group of people that can be educated to begin with. So, uh, uh, and their mental health. The average black person struggles with mental health for no reason. Uh, well, retardation, uh, average IQ of 70, borderline retarded. And it, they didn't go, I, I don't know how to put it, they didn't go to prison to get stupid. They were already stupid when they went to prison. Same with these juvenile punk thugs. So, so now we're supposed to let black juveniles uh, run around uh, with no consequences. Their parents already have no consequences. So we're supposed to let little black uh, thugs run around committing crimes and then not punishing them by uh, any jail sentences uh, be because uh, that, that affects them uh, educationally and mentally. Well, they're already stupid. They're already mental. So what does it matter if you go to prison? 
at, le at least, listen, at least in prison, if they were trying to uh, educate these black uh, kids and even black adults in prison, if they were in pr a prison, at least there'll be a class in the morning. They won't be out uh, uh, robbing, raping, and selling drugs. Not in prison. So, you know, uh, uh, these black thugs that get caught doing things, these uh, teens, that's the best place for them. Maybe they'll break the cycle of what their parents uh, have taught them. What about that? Okay, with that, I am going to uh, close out this Thursday evening show. I'll be back here uh, on Tuesday, April 18th at 7 p.m. with a new The Rust Belt Klansman show. So uh, join me then. Uh, look me up on VK. VK is Russia's version of Facebook. And you have, I'm telling you, you have freedom of speech. Uh, I haven't had too many people uh, contact me at all on VK. Um, so, you know, if you're one of those that's on Facebook, and I was on Facebook for a while, I got three lifetime bans. And, you know, it, it, even on VK, I haven't seen any for a while uh, because people caught on. Uh, uh, but I would have friends on VK uh, and they would advertise, oh, they went to Facebook jail. Well, what the, uh, you belong in Facebook jail for supporting a Jew, number one. Uh, number two, you already know uh, the old Zuckerberg there, the Jew Zuckerberg, uh, he ain't going to change his mind. You're not going to have free speech, plain and simple. So, you know, uh, don't come crying to me when you get put in Facebook jail. I don't care. Uh, I'm smarter than that. I moved to somewhere where I don't go to Facebook jail. I can say what I want. I can post what I want. Uh, so uh, check out VK. Now, you know, I know a lot of people, uh, white people, that probably uh, have businesses and you advertise on uh, Facebook. That's okay. But if you really want free speech and, and you want to meet like-minded people, VK is the place to be. You can download that from the Google Play Store. Uh, also, the show is on True Social, Donald Trump's uh, version of Twitter. Uh, that also is in uh, the Google Play Store. Uh, True Social. Download that and uh, look up the show and tap follow. Follow the show. Show me you're there. Uh, uh, it's simple. Download True Social, uh, search for the Rust Belt Clansman Show, and tap follow. Uh, I notice a lot of people uh, don't do that. And it's not that there isn't listeners to the show because I can see uh, uh, the audiences, the, the, the amount of people that listen to the show, uh, countries that they come from. Now, I, I don't have stats for uh, uh, here on uh, White Pride Radio, but on Spotify, I do. And uh, the show's uh, other places, too. Uh, than Spotify, you can Google uh, the Rust Belt Klansman show. But I do get the stats for uh, Spotify, and uh, uh, the show's booming. The show is doing better now than it ever has uh, since I've been doing uh, the Rust Belt Klansman. So uh, where is everybody? If you have any thoughts, ideas, 
uh, news articles, suggestions, anything you want to get off of your chest, you can email those straight to the Rust Belt Klansman Show at heyrustbeltklansman at mail.com. Very simple. It's all lowercase letters. Klansman at mail.com. You can also call into the show at area code 412-254-6226. You can leave a voicemail or a text uh, on that line. Uh, I read every email. Uh, I read every text and I listen to every voicemail. So uh, if you send an article, uh, you will get uh, a thank you from that. And if I do the article on the show, you get the credit for sending it in. I don't give real names, though. Uh, uh, even if I know you by your real name, I will not repeat that uh, on the show. For, uh, you know, uh, some people um, have safety concerns, and I can't blame them. But, uh, well, we'll just leave it at that. Uh, so I, I don't uh, give out information uh, like that. You will get the credit, though, uh, like if you're on uh, another social media site or uh, say you send an article uh, using your email, I will use your email name. Now, I won't say what email. Uh, say uh you send me a news article and your email address is uh, uh, John Doe at gmail.com. I will say John Doe sent this in. You'll know your own email address, but I don't give the uh, Gmail or whatever uh, email server you use. I don't give out uh, people's per uh, personal information. That is a uh, big no-no. Uh, also, I want to mention, and this is uh, coming up here real soon, uh, April 28th, 29th, and 30th, the uh, Christian Revival Center's annual Faith and Freedom Conference. Uh, this year's theme is an appeal to heaven. Now, like I said, this is April 28th, 29th, and 30th, and this is in Harrison, Arkansas. It is on private property, secure private property. Uh, so don't you, you don't have to worry about uh, uh, agent provocators and uh, things like that. Um, this is sponsored by the Christian Revival Center and Pastor uh, Thomas Robb, the pastor there of the Christ, uh, Christian Revival Center and also uh, the national director of the Knights Party of the Ku Klux Klan. Uh, he says uh, here, this is a uh, letter that was sent out. Um, uh, Come to the fellowship and leave with new friends and inspiration. Attendance is free. Can't beat that, folks. It's free. Uh, Christian conduct is mandatory. No alcohol on church property. You can park an RV, but there are no hookups or dump stations. There are camping sites and primitive men and women bunkhouses for those who register early. No charge to stay in the bunkhouses, but space is limited. So no guarantee there will be room unless you register early. There is also men and women showers in the church. 
If you play a musical instrument, bring it with you. Uh, to register, call area code 870-427-3414 through the day. Uh, if you can't call and register through the day, uh, Pastor Rob gives his uh, personal cell phone. Uh, that is area code 870-302-9884. Uh, even though it's free, you have to register because... Uh, food is bought, uh, members of the church uh, prepare food, it's sold at reasonable prices, uh, so we need to know how many people are coming uh, uh, to, to be prepared. You know, uh, we don't want to run out of food, and we certainly uh, don't want to have to throw food away, so uh, please register. Uh the retreat is 70 miles south of Springfield, Missouri, and 15 miles from Harrison, Arkansas. There are motels in Harrison, and we can provide the phone numbers uh, for those motels. So uh, ch check that out. This, this is an every-year event uh, in April. Uh, come fellowship with uh, like-minded people. You know, I get so many uh, messages from people that... Uh, uh, they say that they don't have any like-minded people to talk to. Uh, here you go. This is where you will, a uh, great place to meet people. Okay, we're going to close out this evening's uh, show in prayer. So my white brothers and sisters, please bow your heads. Father, you estab established a governmental hierarchy over your creation. You set up rulers and powers, and last of all, you gave humanity authority over the earth. Each group of people and nation has established governing authority, acting according to the divine mandate you have established. I submit myself to your will and to the governing authorities you have established, knowing full well that many of them do not act in submission to your sovereignty. Grant them wisdom in as much as they will use it and help them to realize their true responsibility. May they rule righteously and for the good of those whom they govern, not attempting to use the position you have given them for selfish gain. Teach our government leaders the true nature of servant leadership and remind them of their accountability to you. Boy, doesn't that hit home with today's government. Uh, our government here in the United States, uh, they are further away from God than you could possibly get. Uh, our forefathers uh, founded America on Christian values, Christian laws, and uh, it was supposed to remain that way. Uh, God's laws, not man's. Uh, now, today we know that uh, this isn't how it is. Uh, government greed, government oppression, and uh, far from uh, godly laws. I mean, uh, good grief. Look, uh, the Biden administration, uh, how he supports homosexuals. Uh, he supports uh, the same thing that God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah for. I wouldn't call that a godly government. As always, from the Rust Belt Klansmen, Myself, Paul Brown, 
white power.